0: Welcome to Sixty 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud.
1: Good, good morning, everybody. Um, if I haven't said Happy New Year to you already. Happy New Year. I don't know when the cutoff for that is, but I feel like probably mid-January is probably enough now, isn't it? But um, we, you're going to have a bit of a double act from Steve and me today. Um, and, else, and and also, someone else sandwiched in the middle as well. A little, little cheeky surprise. Um, and we're wanting to speak prophetically into this year. And we're just, just to kind of let you into what some of what we're sensing that... Uh, for us personally as a church, but also for the city as well. Um, It's not necessarily going to be neat and tidy and polished. Um, uh, But, you know, it's just it's kind of like wanting to let you in on some of what Steve and I are feeling and been praying about. And so often people start the year with something called Dry January. Anyone doing Dry January this year? Battersea or a Balham? It feels like a long month. Um, But Steve and I had this idea that we wanted to flip it, and we wanted to call this month Wake Up January. Not dry January, wake up January. And this is there's just been this sense in us in this past few months that we need to wake up. We need to start being able to dream again. We need to, like, wake up to the things that we've fallen asleep to. There's this, like, personal call to wake up, but there's this prophetic call to the city as well to wake up. Um, It's been a tough couple of years, hasn't it? I'm not sure I've met anybody that has just breezed through the last couple of years. Anyone here? Maybe not. Um, But I wanted to show you this little clip, which I saw this week, which I think pretty much sums up the last couple of weeks for me. Sorry, last couple of years. I
2: don't know I'm going to get across. Uh, I'm going to get my... Look, my trousers are getting dirty. Look at the state on my feet, I've got to try and get over there.
1: <laughs> Can anyone else relate? <laughs> It's been tough, hasn't it? And um, just when you felt that you'd got a bit of solid ground under your feet, it gave way again, and uh, you ended up kind of out of your depth. And I felt really challenged as I stepped into 2022. I felt like it was hard to go again. I felt like it was hard to hope and hard to be expectant of what God might want to do. And I was reminded of a picture that I had at the end of sort of a few around November time and it was of uh, of a snake shedding its skin and my sense was that it's time to get out of our old comfort zones and move into something new. Snakes shed their skin because it doesn't fit anymore or because it gets old and worn out. They shed their skins to allow for further growth and also to remove parasites that may have attached to their old skin. And um, as a snake grows, its skin just becomes stretched. And like a human skin, your skin grows with you. But a a a snake's skin, there's so many S's, a snake's skin doesn't grow as the animal grows. And eventually, the the snake's skin reaches a point where where further growth just isn't possible. And at the start of 2022, my personal challenge, but I feel like it's for us as a church as well, is to shed some of that old skin. To leave behind the disappointment and the fear and the isolation and to step into the new. To choose to trust Jesus again and to be expectant for more. And I know that that old skin isn't actually going to allow me to grow anymore. That will just be a ceiling. I need to get rid of it. I need to get rid of any parasites that are in my old skin. And it's time to wake up to the fact that our old skin doesn't fit us anymore so, like, my question to you today is, like, what do you need to shed? What is the Lord asking you to shed? I want to shed, I want to, I want to say over the church, I want to shed some shame. <laughs> this could really not end up well with my S's, couldn't it? Um, let's shed shame as we go into 2020, 2022, 2022. I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm still back there. Um, Let's shed any sin that we might have fallen into. Like, let's shed it. Let's get rid of it as we step into 2022. And so, God, would you show us today what you want us to shed? Um, At a very similar time that I had this picture, I was chatting to Julia Day, and she mentioned that she'd had a a picture as well. And it just really resonated with, with us, with this sense of waking up. She's still currently in South Africa, so we asked her to record a short video for us. Roll VT.
0: Hi, friends. I am in South Africa at the moment, so I can't share this with you in person. So Viv asked me to send through a video, which is a bit strange, but um, it's amazing that I can still share with you. Um, A few weeks ago, I believe I had a word from the Lord um, that we just feel might be for more than me and and might be a word for the season that God is wanting to speak to us about as we move into 2022. And so Viv asked if I could just share it with you. Um, and so we were at Sockham, Mike and I are doing Sockham at the moment, um, which has just been amazing. And Steve had asked a question in one of the sessions, and I can't remember exactly what it was about, but it was about something to do with where do you feel you need more of god in your life and instead of sort of thinking of quite a straightforward answer that i was expecting i instantly got this picture um and as i as i saw this picture i felt that god was speaking to me in the picture very clearly and the picture was of the scene that happens used to happen in south africa um and many years ago maybe about 10 years ago this was quite a common thing that would happen but when a burglar or a robber wanted to rob a house of goods what they would do is they would get cds old discs music cds and they would come and they would lay them outside the windows of the house and they would burn them they would set them alight because what happens is as they're burning this particular chemical is released this fragrance and whatever whatever it is I don't know what it is but whatever is in that chemical keeps people asleep and so they would burn these discs outside of the windows of these homes and it would keep the people inside the homes asleep so that they could come and burgle the house and leave and as we are sitting in Stockholm I, I see this picture and I feel the Lord say to me that there is a substance that I don't even know that I'm breathing in, that I have fallen asleep, and I have fallen asleep. And, you know, the enemy comes to rob, to kill and destroy. He is the ultimate burglar. He is the ultimate burglar. And let me tell you, he wants us to stay asleep. He wants us to stay asleep. And I feel, and I can't shake it, that God is asking me Julia, where have you fallen asleep? What what are you breathing in that you don't even know? What is the culture of the day? What is the fragrance of the day, of the moment that you've been breathing in, that you're not even aware about, that is keeping you asleep? Because if you read through the Gospels, one of Jesus' predominant statements was stay awake, stay alert, wake up, don't fall asleep, stay awake. And I felt the Lord say to me, Julia, stay awake wake up because there are things that i want to show you there are things that i want to lead you into that unless you are sharp and awake and alert you're going to miss in this moment and just to say friends to encourage you to ask yourselves the questions ask the holy spirit where have i fallen asleep lord are there areas in my life have i fallen asleep to fear i can tell you that for free the pandemic, the enemy is feasting on fear. For two years, we've been breathing in the air of fear, the air of worry, the air of panic. And there's been reason for it. There's been reason for it. But I, even just in my own life, it's affected me so deeply, and, and God wants to set me free from that. And so that was an area I felt. Finances, Have I, I felt challenged. Have I fallen asleep in the area of finances? Have I started to to uh, succumb to the the... the culture and the sort of, I don't know, the, the the roar of the day without even knowing. There's a lot of noise around. We need to have more. We need to have the latest this and that. And I, I suddenly realized that I was sort of bowing to this materialism that I didn't even know. And so whatever it is for you, We just wanna encourage you. God is for us. He is in the business of waking us up. It is his mercy. It's his mercy that wakes us up, let me tell you. And it's his kindness. The word talks about his kindness leading us to repentance. And that's what I felt in the moment. I thought, oh my gosh, the Lord has been so kind to show me this stuff. And in mercy, I get to say, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry where I fell asleep, keep me awake. Um, And so if that resonates with you, I would just invite you to ask the Lord, where have I fallen asleep in this season? And, and ask him to wake you up because he's faithful to do it. Lots of love.
1: Isn't it? So good. And this is the challenge, isn't it? I don't know about you, I feel so challenged by this. We, what have we fallen asleep to? What is the air that we've been breathing without, without, worry, without being even conscious to it? Where have we become numb to the culture and taken on the culture's values rather than the kingdom of God's values? Um, I love these verses from Psalm 24 in the message translation. And this says, Wake up, you sleepyhead city. Wake up, you sleepyhead people. The king of glory is ready to enter. Who is this king glory? God armed and battle ready. Wake up, you sleepy." Do you sleepy, sleepyhead city. Wake up, you sleepyhead people. King Glory is ready to enter. Who is this King Glory? God of the angel armies. He is King Glory. Are we awake enough to welcome the King of Glory? We believe that it's time for a change for London. It's time for a change for London, isn't it? I don't want to sleep through what God is doing or wanting to do in this city. Uh, one of the things that we're so excited about hosting is we're going to be hosting our first city conference. where here in London and Putty Putman is going to be coming and speaking. And our sense is, again, that we want to raise our expectations. We want to raise our expectations again after the last couple of years of disappointment. What would God actually want to do in this city if we were, if we were able to partner with him? It's time to be equipped. It's time to wake up. It's time to be woken up to what God wants to do in us and through us for the city. So, guys, tickets are limited. They they really will go quickly. It's going to be on a first come, first served basis. Sign up now before we open it up to other churches in the in London. You will not want to miss out on this. It's going to be such a great weekend, and it. I just love this slogan, London. It is time for a change. What are we waiting for? What are we, what are we expectant for? I'm going to hand over to Steve.
2: <laughs> hey, morning. Uh, if uh, if I've never. Never met you before. If you've, if you've been the part of the church for a few months. You've never actually heard me preach. Welcome, welcome. Um, we uh, we just believe it's time to uh, shed shed some of the skin over the last couple of years, and uh, I, I just want to give us a couple of ways that we can do that. A couple of ways um, which I believe is from the Lord that we can uh, begin shedding shedding some some skin. You see, um, church numbers have declined uh, across our nation. Churches have closed. Uh, some of our dear friends have had to shut their churches. Uh, online services have become very convenient. Uh, and, but it's important to remember why church attendance uh, and participation is important for you and your, you and your family. Uh, you see, you can't have community of faith from your sur- from your sofa. You can't experience the power of a room full of believers worshipping together from your, from your sofa. You can't experience uh, what, what God calls the gather, gathered fellowship, the gathered community. Uh, and I, I just want to say, Christians, we're not consumers. We're not, we are contributors. Uh, we don't watch, we engage. We give, we sacrifice, and we encourage one another. We pray by laying hands on those that are hurting we do life together. And the church family needs you. Uh, I loved uh, hearing from Ian and Christine. They, they come, they're part of our community, but they live in Brighton. And uh, a few months ago, we ran our City Sunday, where we just served our, our local community doing different things. Ian and Christine in Brighton, they, they went litter picking around Brighton just on their own. Just they wanted to be part of the community. So they thought, well let's let's do something. Let's serve our, our city, the city of Brighton by by litter picking. And so these are just some practical, awesome ways that, that people can get involved. Um, at the start of the year, Viv and I we I just I like to ask the Lord what's what will this year be? What would it look like? For the church. And uh, I know last year Viv, uh, Viv had this deep, deep sense, uh, again, I don't know if it was 2020 or 2021, it's just all, hasn't it kind of like got all merged? Uh, she had this deep sense of us restoring rhythms, us restoring rhythms uh, in our lives, dis- uh, disciplines in our lives. And this year, I, I just want to proclaim that this is the year of Jesus. This is the year of Jesus. I thought I was going to get a bigger cheer than that. Thanks, Kenny. <laughs> this is about, you know me, this is about as enthusiastic as I get. I mean, this is the year, of, every year is the year of Jesus, right? Every year is the year of Jubilee. But there are different sides of him, different facets of him, different ways that he wants to reveal himself to us. And uh, the things that he wants us to press in on. Uh, and so I, I just want to say that this, this year, one of the sides of Jesus that I believe that he wants to display himself, I think we've got a slide, this is the year Jesus displays himself as the lion and the lamb. This year, he's going to display himself to you and I as the lion and the lamb. There's lots, there's so much to say about this subject. Uh, God's always speaking. Uh, God's always on the move, Right? Uh, for many of us it's been a challenging time to hear God to literally hear from God Uh, how do we hear God through his word and through his spirit the subtleties the nuances and the culture of fear isolation the possible circuit breakers uh, could continue this culture of fear isolation as well as to cause people and this is what I'm seeing. It's causing people to be more Gov-focused than God-focused. We're more focused on gov.uk than we are on God dot the world. <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> and I've never seen a time, personally, when uh, the enemy is blatantly at work. He's been blatantly at work. Uh, causing people to separate themselves from the love of God. You see, everything that the enemy throws, throws at us, uh, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's a job loss, if it's any kind of conflict in the home, it doesn't matter what it is. it uh, is. It doesn't. Uh, someone doesn't like you, or they used to like you, and so- suddenly they don't. W- whatever it is, all, all these things that will come our way, every single one of them, our attempts to disengage us from the love of God. It's simple. The pandemic, its attempt is to disengage us from the love of God, to somehow shut off our awareness of this one who loves us. He loves us so completely, so fully, 100%. It's the Father. You see, the enemy, I, I, I don't know if you know this, The enemy has used COVID. I don't know whether you've realized this. If you haven't, wake up. The enemy works through difficulty, through accusation, through temptation, through conflict, all kinds of stuff to disengage us from the love of God. And so this year, this is the year of the Lion and the Lamb. And this year, keep yourself in the love of God. Listen listen to this. Um, The greatest reality in our lives is the love of God. Do you know that? It's the greatest reality. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Word. (laughs) It's the greatest reality. Let me just say this. I'll talk about our. I'll talk sort of publicly, 100 people here. Battersea, I don't know how many we've got here. Let's just pretend you and I are around my table, or you're at my office, and it's just you and I, eyeball to eyeball, our masks are off. <laughs> We're nose to nose. I just want to get something across, you and I, you and I. I'm trying to look at everyone. <laughs> and maybe if I just look at the camera, I can... You and I, eyeball to eyeball. The, the I don't know if you're aware of this. The greatest... Um I don't know how to say this. Um, the greatest reality in your life is the love of God. simple. And if you're not aware of it, you're aware of too many other things. The single, the single, greatest reality in every single person's life is this unimaginable It's this incomprehensible, this extreme expression of the love of God that's reserved for you and me. It's reserved for you and me. We're still in my office. I'm still eyeball to eyeball with you. God is saying to you, just listen to this. If he gave his son to die for you, if he went to that kind of extreme... Uh, uh, reckless if he went to that kind of extreme demonstration of his love certainly he was going to provide everything else in your life do you get that if God went that far let's come over here if the love of God is this extreme if it's this extreme for you and I then there's every, if this is the highest pinnacle of the love of God, everything else, it's easy for him. It's easy for him to show, show you his love because of what he's done already for us. God has demonstrated the love of Christ through his son dying. And our response is, let's just dwell on the cross. That's our first response. Let's just dwell on the cross. And everything else about the love of God... easy for him to show you because of what what he's done for you okay let's come back to the room i've we've come out of my office so now this year right now it's it's time to look at the lord not with the lens of covid and there are two things i want to want to help us to help us shed our skin Uh, I'm going to say this. These are two. two, I'm allowed to do this. These are two prophetic things for this year. These are two things that the Lord is wanting us to do this year. Number one, as we wake up and look to Jesus for transformation. Number one, our posture is to be that of worship. This isn't new. Uh, but number one, our posture this year is always worship. Um, I, believe, um, I believe God is like this reckless, mighty, powerful lion who is flipping jealous, and he's a protector, and he's, he's roaring. But he's also, he's, there's this side of him which is tender like a lamb. And it's God. You see, the, the lion points us towards the resurrected Christ, who is king of his kingdom. And the lamb shows us the grace and the mercy of his sacrifice. This is the year of the lion and the lamb. You see, it's all about Jesus. It's always been about Jesus. I I love this song. I've just been singing it uh, all week, really. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it has always been. It has always been about you, Jesus. So, our posture is worship. My, one of my favorite uh, scenes is the, uh, the scene in Revelation 4 and 5. If you want to be blessed, read Revelation. Revelation 4 and 5 is, of this, is this scene of the heavenly throne room, of what's currently happening. Uh, there, the Apostle John, who, 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 he got caught up in this vision. He got caught up in the spirit. And uh, here he is in Revelation 4 uh, at the throne room of heaven receiving these series of visions and they culminate, the end of Revelation culminates in the victory of Christ at the end of the age. Revelation 4, it shows us that there's this endless praise that is going on at the throne room of God. Uh, there's angels, there's 24 el- uh, elders, there's all kinds of weird creatures that are spinning and they've got wheels and all, all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> Chapter 4 is all about the, the people and the, the, the angelic praising God. Chapter 5 begins with John, uh, it's fantastic, he, he notices there's this scroll and it's been sealed with seven, seven times it's been sealed. Um, there's this scroll on the right hand of who is seated on the throne. Um, uh, and so Revelation 5, it gives this description of the scroll. Then the angel proclaims, who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seal? Uh, John, he just begins, uh, I, I imagine he's, the, the, he's taken on this journey past, present and future, all the great leaders uh, in in the age. You think of all the great leaders who have lived uh, around the age and the the angels and the elders are saying, who is worthy to open the seal? Who is worthy? And they can't find anyone. And then one of the 24 elders, he encourages John and he says, John, weep no more. Weep no more. Uh, He points out that the lion of the tribe of Judah has come to open the scroll. Obviously, the, the lion of the tribe of Judah is this reference to Christ. And John, he sees this Christ who is a lion and a lamb. Jesus is the only one in past, present, and future who's worthy to open the scroll because he is the king. He's the king of God's people. So we have this lion this year that's going to present itself to you and I. We've also got this lamb that's going to present itself to you and I. And our response is to worship. Worship Jesus. You see, it's all about his grace and his mercy. He will take care of the rest. Our posture is worship. He will take care of the rest. He knows how to deliver us. He's really good at transforming us. So, number one. Apostle's worship. Number two, the second way to wake up to Jesus' transformation is to to get ourselves in position. We're to get ourselves in position. At the end of last, uh, towards the end of last year, um, I just had this deep sense that God was moving people physically, geographically. He was shifting things because He wants us in our place. He wants us in position. We need to get ourselves in position. To do what God has called you to do, and and do it with all of your heart. No one has been designed like you. Uh, no one has been has the calling that God has called you to do. The devil will try to take your mind and your body away from this purpose. I'm just going to throw something else. Uh, I'm not going to. Qualify, I'd love to chat some more about this. Um, I've noticed, uh, I I heard a statistic, I've read a statistic, i read a report about this. Uh, 2008, 20% of single Christians were having sex. 2020, or 2021, that number went up to 60%. So in 13 years the amount of single Christians having sex has just got up. I'm not going to... That This is for another time. I'm just saying these are the facts. These are the facts. Uh, I want to propose that the devil will try and take your mind and your body and your identity away from the love of God, love of God. Uh, which is why we see many... I'm not talking about the, London. I'm talking about Christians. Christians were in an identity crisis. An emotional identity crisis, a sexual identity crisis, relational identity crisis. If the devil can distract us and rob us, he can then influence our identity, our calling, and our purpose. And so now is the time for some of us to, what the Bible says, repent, to have a change of mind, to turn away. Repent from fear, surrender to his grace and mercy again, and be transformed this is the time of the lion and the lamb to be seen and displayed in my life and in your life. Um, he needs us in our place. He needs us in our place. God is shifting people in the right place because of what's coming. You see, he is coming. He's coming. He's coming to you and I. Uh, I remember hearing someone say, and she was saying, Carol Wimber, the founder of the Vineyard Movement, her and John founded the Vineyard Movement, and she said, it's coming, I know it's soon, it's huge, it's going to be like nothing we've ever seen before. You and I as Christians and believers, we are champions of the love of God, and then extending the kingdom of God. We say again, he knows how to deliver you, he knows how to deliver me, He knows how to heal you. He knows how to heal me. He knows how to take care of us. And we need to posture ourselves in position again. We need to get into position. And that's when the transformation comes, as we posture ourselves in worship and as we position ourselves uh, for him. I just want you to close your eyes. wherever Wherever you are, whether you're here, at Battersea, online, Uh, Even if you're watching us in 2023 and you've got some more stories. (laughs) These are some words of Jesus for you, you and I, that we need to hear. Just close your eyes and imagine this king of glory just speaking over you right now. The lion brooding over you. The lamb displaying his mercy and his tenderness over you he is the one that can wake us up from our heavy sleep let me just read some words of Jesus there is no greater love than this, than a man laid down his life for his friends this is Jesus saying this I call you my friends abide in my love These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and your joy may be filled. Peace is my gift to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled trust in God, trust in me. I'm going now to prepare a place for you. After I've gone and prepared you a place, I'll return to take you with me so that where I am, you will be too. You didn't choose me. No, I chose you. These are um, phenomenal statements, aren't they? You know what happens when a preacher takes off his watch? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Nothing, nothing, nothing changes. But these these are phenomenal statements, aren't they? What deity of any other world religion has ever spoken such breathtaking beauty? The, The tenderness, this incredible familiarity that he has with you and I, He's got this unshakable confidence about himself and about you. And he's got this transforming power. You see, one encounter with Jesus awakens possibilities we've never seen. I've no idea what I've written there. You see, we we live now in this new relationship with Jesus. As we wake up, as we again posture ourselves in worship, as we get ourselves in position, uh, we have this interpersonal communion with him, this intimate friendship with our God, and this authentic discipleship with the one that knows you and knows how to deliver and knows how to heal you. Uh, Romans, Romans 8 says this. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall, shall trouble or hardship or persecution or COVID or famine or nakedness or danger, or sword? It's asking this question, a bit like the the elder. Who can open the seal? It's asking this question to you and I. Who shall separate us from the love of God? And it goes on and says, No, nothing shall separate us from the love of God. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us, For I am convinced that neither death nor light, neither angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Love of God that is in Christ. This is the year of Jesus. To be a conqueror, as it says, conqueror wins battles. To be more than a conqueror, it's to know you've won before you've started. 2022, we are more than conquerors.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our Vineyard 61 speakers.